Hi, and uh, welcome back to Lloyd Waterworth's Watch Your Waterworth. I am not Lloyd Waterworth. This week we're going to be talking about water and the worth of water. Now I know what you're thinking, uh, haven't I heard that somewhere before? Maybe last week, the week before, the week before that, the week before that, and of course the week before that. And that's what we're all here to discuss, the worth of water. We all want to know what our water's worth. Some people think their water's worth more than others. Some people think others' water is worth more than them. That's really a confidence issue, I suppose, when they think that's the way. Uh, We all have different values for our water. And, of course, our water does have fluctuating levels of value, much like different countries and different regions. Take, for example, capital city of Kenya, Nairobi. Their value of water, it does fluctuate from time to time. Uh, Not quite as much as it used to. Um, In the last week, we've had a few uh, changes to the way water is handled in Nairobi. Uh, And I wonder if it's in part because of uh, my impact here with this uh, podcast. Now, I know what you're thinking. You've only had a couple of listens. You've got a couple of negative emails. You've had a cease and desist from Lloyd Waterworth. Uh, That aside... I think, like any good journalist, I've uh, been able to make an impact in the industry of water trading. Now, there are a few things I'd like to talk about today, um, particularly about that form of water that's not normally factored into the the, uh, financial world of uh, water, and that's um, that's rain. Now, what is rain? I'm glad you asked. Well, uh, I asked around a few people who are experts on rain, I uh, put out a poll on Quora, and I got a few responses. Uh, What they did do is they did direct me to this wonderful um, resource. Uh, I'm not sure if you've heard about it. It's called Wikipedia. Now, Wikipedia, it seems to be a collection of, uh, how can I say, opinions that people have had about topics. Um, And in particular, there is a lot of information about uh, rain. So what they like to say rain is, and I'm not sure if this counts as a dictionary definition, because uh, I think this is just an opinion as opposed to fact, uh, unlike our trustworthy friends at Quora. Uh, Rain is, uh, according to Wikipedia, a liquid... (sighs) Let me start that again. Rain is liquid water. (laughs) Liquid water? Isn't water already a liquid? Liquid water... There's no such thing as solid water. If it's solid water, it's ice, which is a completely different product on the market. Uh, I don't know if this Wikipedia place is trustworthy in the slightest. Anyway, I will persist in the uh, interest of good investigative journalistic uh, activities. Uh, It's probably best I continue with uh, this uh, tripe on Wikipedia. So, rain, according to this uh, fallible source, is liquid water... (laughs) Because it's all... Are you hearing this? You're not listening, are you? Hello? Sorry, I was uh, just trying to get the attention of the sound tech. Noise cancelling, are they? Yeah, are they any good? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Okay, fair enough. No, wait. 
Really? And they were recommended by Quora. Can you send me a link to that? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, thanks, mate. Uh, sorry, where was I? Uh, rain is liquid water in the form of droplets that have... Liquid water? Droplets that have condensed from atmospheric water vapour and then become heavy enough to fall under gravity. That seems plausible. Rain is a major component of the water cycle and is responsible for depositing most of the fresh water on the Earth. Of course, rain isn't responsible for depositing fresh cash into your account. That's strictly for um, the, I guess, the block trading or ice block trading that we're doing with uh, water at the moment. Uh, it's very valuable to keep water in a solid format. Uh, it's very... Uh, it's good to have this tactile, tangible product. It really uh, helps when you're trying to, I guess, maintain liquid assets. Um, you really want to have these blocks at your disposal. So, about rain today. We're talking about how rain can be a beneficial product for you to invest in. It is easily collected, um, which is why it doesn't have a great value at first sight. But there are techniques that you can uh, use to try and bring more value to this water. And it does come with trading. So uh, trading and interbreeding of your water molecules. Now, while that does sound like an unrealistic concept, um, there really is a um, big market out there for crossbreeds. Like if you think about uh, when you breed dogs, you get show dogs that are pure breeds, but also you get those crossbreeds as well. So people breed their own custom breeds. So think about that as uh, how your water is actually being turned when you get this rainwater. So what I'm talking about is where you grab, say, uh, you've got about 300 kilolitres invested in, um, I don't know, you wouldn't, say, mess with your Yangtze River water, the Blood Moon water. If you had some of that, you would leave that as pure as possible. Uh, any sort of mixing with there will definitely degrade quality and uh, contaminate it and reduce the value. Uh, so what you would do is you'd probably take something like, um, uh, let's see, I would say water from Fiji. Now Fiji does have a very big water industry. So if you took Fiji and water and uh, mixed that with your rainwater, as long as you put your rainwater through a filtration system, uh, that kind of creates a, uh, a phantom hybrid of water. Now, what is a phantom hybrid, I heard you ask? Well, uh, yes, I can hear you. Yes, I'm listening right now. You're breathing very heavily. <laughs> That's just a joke. Or is it? <laughs> There's another one. That was pretty funny, wasn't it? That one, not so much. But then that silence was kind of funny, wasn't it? Yeah, you're right, I'm fishing for jokes. How about that one? Was that funny? Anyway, rainwater. Now, there are other ways that you can do it. You can do that hybrid mixing of water to try and get the most out of it. Or you could look at something like uh, what's recently happened in Melbourne. So, uh, I was lucky to get the opportunity to go down to the Jackalope Pavilion in St Kilda in Melbourne to experience what's called a rain room. Now, this rain room is um, its basically taking water trading to the next level. So they're using an advanced filtration system where they filter the water through the roof 
bypass it through um, an art exhibition, which I guess is creating um, microbial cultures uh, in the water and then refiltering it again. So it's kind of like when you try and process a spirit and you uh, triple distill it to get purity. So it's kind of triple distilling that water um, through this creative space. Uh, so it uses uh, guests, which is, is great because it means you can be part of this experience where um, you get to move through this uh, exhibition and help help cycle the water. So what happens is when you walk into this room, the water separates from where you are. So it doesn't rain on the person because, of course, you don't want any water to be spoiled by a uh, person at all. You want just the purest form of water. Uh, so it just goes through and gets filtered. And at the same time, you have people in there just... Uh, making sure that the filters uh, aren't overused. So it's an interesting way of cleaning it out there. I took my uh, very good friend Paul there. Well, took more like um, I invited Paul along and uh, he was coming to the same session as me. Anyway, I did interview uh, Paul, or at least I did uh, go out there with the intent of interviewing Paul. Uh, so I'll just play the, uh, the recording from the uh, Jackalope Pavilion Rain Room and... Uh, Let's catch up once that's done. So I'm here at the uh, rain room in St Kilda at the Jackalope Pavilion, just getting ready to go into the rain room and hopefully you can assess the economic value of the water there. Now I did have a call with Paul before, yes they do have reception in St Kilda and uh, yes he did say that he'd be here at the same session as me so hopefully Paul and I can go in and uh, we can both have a good discussion together about the uh, equitable value of this rain room water. What an experience. Now, it is a shame that, unfortunately, um, I couldn't find Paul. I think he might have either. Maybe he got a different session. Uh, he certainly wasn't in the session that I was in. But I would totally recommend, that if you get the opportunity and if there are tickets available, to uh, go down to the rain room. You do need to book first. Um, if you go there without a booking, then um, you're probably out of luck. Uh, you could always, um, I don't know... Yeah, so with rain, uh, there are other topics of rain that I'd like to discuss. Uh, the rain room is definitely something uh, that would be great, especially, um, imagine, actually, think about it. If they built this rain room in the middle of the Yangtze River and open it up on a blood moon, 
think about the value of that. Like, we're talking astronomical. We're talking beyond Nairobi, the capital city of Kenya, beyond Kenya itself, although the two are mutually exclusive when it comes to the worth of water, beyond polar ice caps, beyond Bermuda Triangle. It's, I mean, what a thought. What an investment opportunity. In fact, um, I might ask Paul what he thinks about that. Um, I'm supposed to be talking to him later tonight, so uh, hopefully um, Paul and I can tee up something and then we'll uh, bring Paul onto the show and we'll have a good chat about that. Um, yeah, although we still don't know what he thinks about the uh, difference between Norwegian tap water and Norwegian bottled water. Uh, that is a riveting topic, actually. Uh, I mean, I have discussed it with him. As I previously mentioned, I did record this. Uh, but unfortunately, I think that recording is lost in time. That's like tears in rain. It's a Blade Runner reference. The water used in that was definitely not anywhere near what we could get with Yangtze River, Blood Moon Water through a rain room filtration system. Now, if anyone from the Jackalope Pavilion is listening today, uh, first of all, a big sip of water your way. Secondly, congratulations on the rain room. It's a beautiful exhibition. It's a fantastic scheme to make people pay for water filtration for you to profit on the... uh, that's probably not what I should be leading with there, should I? No, sorry, scratch that. If you work at the Jackalope Pavilion, if you could uh, erase that section from your memory of what I've just said, let's pick up from congratulations on your rain room. And of course, uh, thirdly, if you'd like to partner with me on the investment of Yangtze River Blood Moon water through your filtration rain room, uh, I'd be more than happy to discuss the possibilities. I have contacts in... Um, in China, who would be willing to at least pay a little bit of mind towards this idea. I mean, it's... I wouldn't say we're friends. Um, we had a teppanyaki together, which was great. Um, yeah, and um, that was at a conference in Japan. We went to a teppanyaki conference in... No, teppanyaki conference, so that would be great. But no, this was a water trading conference in Japan. Uh, if there is a teppanyaki trading conference, then by all means, I'd love to uh, sample your goods. <laughs> oh. That's not a joke. It's not even funny. <laughs> is that, though? No? No, fair enough. Um, I'm just going to have to have some more water. But yes, when it comes to rain... Um, oh, yeah. Sign off. Love you, Jackalope Pavilion. You stay classy. Keep dry. Or moist. Whichever you prefer. Um, in other rain-related news... Now, there was also a... Uh, point in time where there was uh, particles of plastic falling out of the sky with the uh, snow in the Arctic recently. So this was a couple of weeks back and um, the BBC were reporting on this. However, I don't know if they're 
that much of a reliable source. But anyway, I took to Quora to find out more information about it. And they're talking about these microscopic particles of plastic which have been uh, imbued in the snow that's been falling. So they say more than 10,000 particles per litre in the Arctic. So that's quite a substantial number. Now, if you think about the, um, the usability of these particles, that does beg the question, is purity the only thing that we look for in water for trading? With these plastic particles, does that mean that we could uh, harness this water to have more uses? So think about this uh, plasticated or plasticized water. And think about uh, the, I guess, the increased viscosity it may cause. Um, This could be great for all sorts of purposes. I'm not a scientist and uh, no one's got back to me on Quarry yet about that. Uh, But hopefully they will soon. Now, this wouldn't be Lloyd Waterworth's What's Your Waterworth if we didn't take a bit of time to run through a few figures about how much a certain water is worth in certain places. Now, rain tanks, or rainwater tanks, as they're known in their full name, are readily available in a lot of places. Now, in these places, they, of course, uh, have a lot of water that they collect, some more than others, and some in larger tanks than others. Now, the value of the water collected in these rain tanks is really dependent on uh, how it's affected by the El Nino effect. Now, the El Nino effect is an American heavy metal band formed in New Jersey in 1998 by founder and drummer Dave Cavari. So, El Nino developed their own unique style known to fans as Latin metal. So they've released seven studio albums, two EPs, and uh, one Greatest Hits album, selling over two million albums worldwide. Now, I'm not sure what that has to do with the the quality of the water in these rainwater tanks, Um, but Quora does suggest that a lot is dependent on this. Now, we'll start with um, in Australia, which is where I'm from, if you can tell by my, um, what you call it, accent. Uh, We'll start with Western Australia. So, Western Australia is the part of Australia that's located to the west of um, most of Australia. It's more west than South Australia, and significantly more west than New South Wales, convincingly more west than Victoria, and moderately more west than the Northern Territory. So, in Western Australia, they have a lot of drought-affected areas and a lot of rainwater tanks. Now, these rainwater tanks generally use a red soil filtration system. So, the red soil filtration system is where they've basically dug a hole in the red soil, the ground there, which has a natural microbial property in order to extract the purest materials from this water. And I guess that's where a lot of the value comes in Western Australian drought water. Uh, on last count, uh, in um, in an area that visibly looks a bit like, like a Salvador Dali painting, only with a lot more terracotta and red, um... That would be the area of Western Australia known as the westmost point before the coast. Uh, I think that's the name. Um, That's what it looks like. Um, I wish I could Google this to double check, but unfortunately, um, 
No signal. They they were promising to get uh, some sort of Wi-Fi signal in this uh, studio. Uh, I might have to pay extra for it. So um, if anyone wants to set up a Patreon page, that would be fantastic. Because then, um, I mean, we could keep this Lloyd Waterworth's Watcher Waterworth uh, mission going with that. Uh, so back to the value of this water. So this water was coming in at a very handsome... 8,645 euro per 100 kiloliter. Now, uh, why is it in euro? Well, that's because at the time uh, that this has been reported, the Australian dollar is really not meaning much on the global trading market. Um, really, if we want to get with the time, we can translate that into cryptocurrency. Uh, so, from what I believe is the most prominent cryptocurrency at the moment is the Dogecoin. I believe that's 655 Dogecoin, which is quite a lot uh, considering... Hang on, the uh, studio tech's tapping on the window. He's, uh, he's written on a piece of paper. Twelve, 12 Dogecoin. It's only worth 12 Dogecoin now. Is... Is that because the water va Right, okay. No, no, okay, so now he's crossed out the 12 Dogecoin. Three hundred thousand Dogecoin. Bye. Bye, mate. Bye. Well, I don't know. Have you tried password? Lowercase, yeah. I don't know, you're the one who went to university. You work it out. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, no, 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 you're right. He's just, uh... It's not important. Anyway, um... That's probably all we've got time for today. Uh, so thank you so much for listening once again. Um... If you have any thoughts, comments, feedback, uh, if it's negative, keep it to yourself, Niche. If it's positive, uh, by all means, happy to hear it. If it's um, just kind of half and half, I'm okay with that. Um, it's better than nothing, I suppose. Um, you can message us at what's underscore your underscore water underscore worth on Instagram. And uh, if you want to set up a Patreon account, please, uh, by all means, uh, set it up as long as you can somehow get it to my bank account without my bank details, because uh, I think this is just a direct debit situation for the studio, so I don't know, and I don't like changing my direct debit. Anyway, we'll work it out, we'll work it out. Once again, this is Lloyd Waterworth's Watcher Waterworth. I am not Lloyd Waterworth. You stay classy. You stay moist in a non-dirty way. <laughs>